One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. More probably well known for being at Hashtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamie Jackson, welcome, mate. Uh, the, the crux of it is, 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 is seven aside, right? Um, with a few weird and wonderful twists along the way. Play on the name TST is um, target score time, I believe. It's my Hall of Fame status at Hashtag United. I'm an official Hall of Famer. Catch, catch, catch. Teach your goalkeepers to catch. The Campos kit weren't so bad. Yeah. That monstrosity <laughs> is awful. But I was in awe of, of that as a stadium. Yeah, lo and behold, it had gone in straight in. He ran up to it, flicked his gloves off. Very dramatic. He's yeah. that type of goalkeeper as it goes. What's all that about? Hashtag United. We've got loads of followers. We're getting, we're getting free boots. And I was lucky enough to spend kind of gave me a character, right? He called me the scariest man in football. I got him in the van, my mate's gone to me. Did you want to kill you? Man? And he's like, <laughs> that's got to be a goalkeeper. Save Jesse Lingard's penalty. And you should do it. At least point you'll expect it. And you'll be in. And then it's your time to shine and your time to grab the shirt. What a save from Mark Howard. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. I'm still here spreading the word about goalkeeping, doing this goalkeeping podcast thingy, whatever it's turning out to be. Uh, today I'm delighted to be joined by a guest, well, that's been around the block a little bit. I didn't want to say that. It's rude. <laughs> but yeah, well-travelled in the non-league uh, yeah. and also uh, more probably well-known for being at Hashtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamie Jackson, welcome, mate. Cheers, mate. Hashtag Jacko, everyone will know you. Yeah. I can't seem to get rid of that mantle, though. That's the trouble. It's yeah. um, It kind of sticks with you. Yeah. I do go by the name of Jamie Jackson as well. But, uh, yeah, everyone starts it with a hashtag. Yeah, well, in football, everyone knows me as my nickname, Chomp. So, like, nobody... Right. If you, anyone in football says, like, oh, Mark Howard, they probably are going up... And uh, Chomp is my nickname. Yeah. It has been for years. Well, we've so. had conversations just now about different players and there's always a nickname. Yeah. It's rarely always you, uh, spin out their whole name. Or just chuck a Y on the end of it. Yeah. Fucking rubbish, Smithy, really. Davy. <laughs> Right, before I get started, I just want to thank our sponsors, Forged Irish Stout, uh, an unbelievably smooth and creamy stout from UFC legend Conor McGregor, available in Asda soon. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thanks for coming on. 
Pleasure. Right, Jacko. Uh, first things first, right? This is going to go on out on the day we fly to this TST tournament yes. in America, in North yes, Carolina. Yes, 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 yes. Can you tell me what it's about? Because I ain't really got a clue. I've just signed up for it. No. Uh, the, the crux of it is, 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 is seven aside, right? Um, with a few weird and wonderful twists along the way. Um, seven aside goals, smaller than your, your average 11 aside goals. Smaller pitch. Um, a few quirks in between. Kind of playing on the old five-a-side rules where you can't clear the halfway line from a goal. Can, you not, can I not Did shoot? you not know that? No, I didn't know I'm that. Keep my gob shut. I've, 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 obviously, we're going against each other, and I don't <laughs> want to give, I don't want to divulge too much because we've had a we've had a couple of training sessions, and you guys haven't. We haven't. Now we. You lot take it proper serious, then. No, listen, it's, it's a million dollars. So half of you high rollers that have all been to Vegas. <laughs> no right? chance, yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it, there's a couple of quirks on it. Um, I think one of the rules is the centre forward of the opposition can't be in your box while the whole team is in the opposite half. I think there's, there's proper few... no goal hanging yeah, then. Yeah. Are we allowed although out of box? We are allowed out of our box, yeah. Although there's no offsides. But you can't um you can't volley the ball out your hands and clear the opposition half. It has to bounce twice before it goes into the opposition half. Oh wow. So you can Pepe Rainer it along the deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a swaz. Um and, and obviously doesn't the game always finishes on a goal? You know that, right? <laughs> nope. Not we do, do you know, now. Do you know anything? No, about we, this we haven't actually had any rules in our group right. chat yet. So this this is a big one. Um it's called T play on the name TST. It's um target score time, I believe is it's right, what it's okay. called. So every game will finish on a goal. Every single game. So it won't be on the referee's whistle, it'll be on a goal. For that golden goal almost, but sort it doesn't of, matter if it's a winner or a losing of, goal. But it ain't even golden goal because there's a quirk there as well. <laughs> So it's two 20-minute halves. At the end of the second half of 20 minutes, whatever the score is, the target score is plus one to the, the leading team's amount of goals. So, for example, if we, hashtag beating Wrexham 4-2, yeah. the final whistle goes at the end of the 20 minutes of the second half, the target score would be five. So it'd be plus one and half four. We'd have to get one goal. You'll have to get three. Yeah. <laughs> During that time, I think after the first five minutes elapse, one player of each team comes off. So you go down from a seven aside. Yeah. So you're six, leaving the fittest players on, basically. Correct. To six aside. It's scary for us though, because it does go all the way every two minutes down to two v two. Yeah. And we're left on. Yes. Yeah, so hor- we it's have a to attack show. as well. It's an absolute horror show. Are we allowed to like, then go and score? Yes. Yeah. Well, oh. you're allowed. You're allowed. To, you can do that in normal time anyway. Yeah. Goalkeeper can come out and play. Um, but yeah, it's so the other night in training, we got down to a 3v3 and uh, it was pressure. Was it? Yeah. I'm not a footballing goalkeeper. <laughs> not a modern, no, modern day no, UK. No, 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 no. Keep the ball away from me or just go long. Just get it away. Yeah. Rose Ed. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a little bit hairy come 2v2 and you've still got up and you're 3-1 down, for example. Oh, wow. And you still need, yeah, you need, so then you'd need three goals. You'd need three goals. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for some reason, has been a couple, become apparent in our training sessions. It's really hard to score when the numbers start dropping and the time starts going. For some reason, it's like a mental block. Yeah, we've we've played it a couple of times now, and when it gets to after that first the, the second half of twenty minutes, there's a lack of goals. Is that so, just because it goes man for man then, and people stop leaving runners? You just I, I, we kind of come up with a new tactic last night. I think you got to go. Got to go a bit more gung ho. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. But the boys ain't gonna see this when they're out. 
Um, the boys, it's, uh, you go a bit more gung-ho, I think. If, if you're winning, you only need the one goal, throw caution to the wind. And, oh, just go for and it. And have a yeah, little bit yeah, of a go yeah. for it. Because as you come down in numbers, it does become a bit more of a lottery because you're down to 4v4, 3v3. Yeah. Any turnovers, as they flood forward, the likelihood is they're probably going to score. So that three-goal advantage quickly becomes two, becomes one, and then it's a, a direct shootout for who scores next, a sudden death, as it were. It's going to be warm as well. It's going to be about 30 Thir degrees. Yeah, 32, I think, the day we land. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That'll be good. So then midday games are going to be sweltering. Hopefully we've signed some fit players. <laughs> young. You, yeah. want, you want young, fit, Just keen. Runners. Yeah, greyhounds yeah. is what you need. There's some good teams out there as well. There is, there is. I'm, I, I'm, I'm aware of the players that are coming, obviously, from the, the, the British side. Yep. Uh, obviously, West Ham and Wolves have got teams. Yes. Um, and all ex-pros, all good footballers, um, whether they've got the legs whether they're going to be there on a little bit of a jolly with a bit of luck. Yeah. We'll see. In our group, we've got Como. Uh, right. So I came through my youth team with Fabregas. So I sent him a message on Instagram and he said, I'm not playing, but I am there either to coach or manage. Right. It's like a okay. testimonial sort of thing for him. Okay. But he's there and I was like, oh my God, Seth Fabregas might actually play in it then. Yeah, is he just blagging you? Like? Yeah, that's what, he's in our group as well. I think he's might, I think that might be our opening game. We've got USA Women's as well. Yeah, it's, it's, there's some good teams. It's, it's so hard to judge because of the format, because yep. of the way it's going to roll out, it's going to be sweltering. We obviously, and the rules. We, we obviously fly out 48 hours before we kick off. Um, so it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for obviously the English teams going over the British teams. Uh, Wrexham. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to be tough for us. And and obviously you don't know the depths of everyone else's squad. A lot of them are unknowns. So there's some alumni um, university and college yep. teams that are going to be fit as butchers dogs. They're going to be running all day long. But then there's like you're saying, ex-pro team. Stephen Islands put a team yes, together. I see that. Yeah, of yeah, like yeah. X-Man City yes. players and Bolton. Players. Yeah, they look tidy. Yeah, they did. I, yeah. I saw that today. Yeah. Um, so yeah but, end of the day, it's a million dollars, right? It's a million dollars, winner takes all. So teams are going to be vying for it. They're going to be trying for it. It's, yeah. it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a, a bit of a jolly up until we all kick off and then it's... Get serious it's game, for three days. It's game face on, right? Yeah. Because yeah. even like some of the, the YouTubers are going, I think Noah Beck's playing for Bristol yes, Dortmund correct. Stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, you don't know how serious teams are taking until you see some of their signings. No. And there's, a, it's for us as well, I don't, well, I don't know about you, but there's, there's so many unknowns. There's, there's a lot of like, big social celebrities from the US. Yeah. Um, I think it's a few ex-basketball players, American footballers. Um, yeah, athletes and you just NFL don't players. Know, yeah, you you don't just know. don't know what they've got in the locker. Um, Especially if they're fit and can run. That's the, that's the basics. The I think, yeah, <laughs> the, the kind of way we're setting up is um, steady Eddie defenders and legs in yeah, front. Fair enough, yeah, makes that, sense. Open and a puncher up, up top if you've got one. Yeah, yeah, because you need that. You need to have that buffer going yeah. into that, that target score time. You want to have that buffer of goals. Yeah. Have you played in any events similar to this or is this new to you as well? Because you've played a lot of charity sort of... Yes, yeah, nothing like this. I mean, this is a different ill court together, right? It's a million, million dollars yeah. on the line, which is pretty much a million. How much a hashtag giving you if you win, by the way? I can't say. It's an undisclosed amount. I'm just lucky to be going, really. Um, I... Uh, I'm kind of going as a cheerleader. I think my um, my Hall of Fame status at Hashtag United, I'm an official Hall of Famer. No, so so, I read that, mate. It's yeah, pretty good, yeah. that. I mean, we're only seven years old, so <laughs> it, someone had to get the short straw and I, I got it. So, uh, But it's, it's nicked me a trip to uh, to North Carolina, so I can't argue. But no, I've, 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 I don't think I've paid in anything of this ilk, to be honest with you. It's going to be completely different. Um, and the array of, like you say, talent as well, ex-pros that are going... And uh, it's going to be good. Yeah. They're hot. 
I played in a when I was in a youth team. We played in Hong Kong Sevens, right. and it's like a, it literally was what it says. It was a seven-a-side tournament, yeah, but yeah. there was no extra rules. It was just fit, the fittest academies like Man United and Villa and Arsenal, and like there was loads of young fit academies. But then at night they had a Legends tournament, that's which was that's very what I similar. Remember. I remember the Sevens. Legends yeah, and so obviously being a young kid and that, and idolizing some of the ex-players that were out there, and they were just on a jolly up. It was the biggest yeah. piss up I think I've ever seen. Was equivalent to our Masters, right? It was yeah. like a Masters tournament. Um, which I did play in. Now I said I haven't played in at all. We did. We did have a a, a game at the O2 once. Uh, the old is it Star Sixes? It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Star yeah. Sixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hashtag at a at a a, a game there, a, a pre-game to warm up the crowd and stuff. Fair so enough. Yeah, we played at the O2. Right. Uh, I'm going to kick this off with some quick fire questions. Anyway, cool. right? Uh, goalkeeper specific mainly, but a few others chucked in. So catch or parry? Catch. Oh, school. Parry is. I tell uh, you what, we've had some that think about it. Some young goalkeepers that have come in have went. Mm, uh, you're like, what are you thinking about? Just here? trying to think. It was the Leeds West Ham game at the weekend. Leeds goalkeeper, um, head height, two steps across, catch it. Yeah, he's gone flying across, palmed it. Unnecessary no parry. Need, no need. And it looks like a complete flap. Yeah, as it well. does. Yeah. Just catch the ball. Yeah. It's, it's so basic. I, I, but I'm a dinosaur, right? I don't know <laughs> if pe- I don't know what people are coaching nowadays, but catch. Catch, catch. Teach your goalkeepers to catch. Why but would you pass? It's a habit then. Like, if you train them to catch it in a game, they might have to make that one odd decision where it's like a big parry and that, but the fundamentals are there. And they're easy. I'm not talking about... If you, the if well you're diving, shows, yeah. If you, if sometimes you have to, right? And it's it's in your, ingrained in you. If you're going that far, you'll go one-handed or you go over the top. But if you're going... If, you're, if you can get two hands there, catch the ball. Yeah. Or at least make an attempt. I my, my issue with the parrying is... It's got to be in a. You've got to parry into a very specific area, otherwise that ball is coming back in. Yeah. Either a shot or across. You're on your ass. Just catch it. Catch it and take away all the danger. And it, when crosses come in, you, in your mind you're thinking, you want you want to punch. You want to punch. Just catch it. Yeah. If there be caught, catch it. But I think that that goes down to keepers are worried about making mistakes. So if they try and catch a cross, catch a shot, and they do drop it, they I, then look worse. Which I get. I get. But it's. It, it's not goalkeeping. It's, it's decision making, and once you start second guessing yourself by parrying a ball that you could catch, I just think it's a bit of a downward spiral. Yeah. To be honest. Right. Uh, favorite goalkeeper kit color. Oh. Nowadays, if you'd have asked me way back, I'd have gone for a very neutral green or green. Gray, yeah, emerald right? green. Yeah, it has yeah, to yeah. be. Um, now I quite like the. The whites and the greys, yeah. especially in the summer when you've got a bit of a tan. Yeah, so uh, when uh, Spencer was on, I told him about the Mexico kit that I yes. idolised and he pulled it out. I said, like, oh my God, that was the kit, Ivan Campos kit that I idolised. I hated that yellow one. That Did you? Kit, hashtag, so terrible. I had that one and I had the green version of it. I absolutely loved it. The Campos kit weren't so bad. Yeah. That monstrosity <laughs> is awful. The hashtag. That was your away kit, the third kit. Well, it was, well, a, go- it was yeah. a goal kit. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was as a goalkeeper kit and I, I nearly cried when I saw it. Terrible. Terrible thing. Oh, I don't mind it. Right. Uh, play out from the back or kick it long? Kick it this off. is the easy one, yep. Uh, Favourite ever goalkeeper? Neville Southall. Yeah? yeah. Why? Um, Big Nev. Yeah. It, do you know what? He didn't look like a goalkeeper. If you saw him walking down the street, I think he started life as a bin man. I'm pretty sure he yeah. was a he was a bin man um, before he became a pro. And um, he was just no nonsense. There was no airs, no graces. He was what it, he was, weren't he? He turned up. He, he used to have a goalkeeper shirt that looked like it had been through the wash 18 times. The collar had faded out. If it turned up like Brian Clough used to have back in the day, like a rugby shirt. Um, and he was he was 
probably technically the best goalkeeper in the eighties um, in what was the old first division. But I just I just like the no nonsense with him. Apparently, he worked hard as anything as well. Yeah, yeah, I read that tra- training wise. Yeah. I reckon he was one of the and quite a reserved man as well, which I quite like because I'm not <laughs> like I say I'm a dinosaur, but I'm not one for. Um, a lot of the bravado these goalkeepers like to well, just go just go and do your job. Be a goalkeeper first. Don't worry about what's going on behind you. Don't worry about doing daft things because it is decision making. The moment you start getting involved with waving at them behind you and and doing things that goalkeepers shouldn't be doing, just be a goalkeeper. We can talk about the non-league heckles in a bit, yeah. by the way. Uh, best stadium you've ever played at? Oh, now it would be, even though there wasn't a crowd, it'd be Old Trafford uh, for me. I played at Wembley twice, um, luckily in front of 35,000 the first time, which was great. Um, but it would still be Old Trafford. Uh, I'm not a Man United fan or West Ham fan. Just something different. It was um, the, the feeling, walking in, the heritage and the history. Might have been different if I'd have played at the old Wembley, I think, knowing what was in those walls. But obviously the newer Wembley, for me, it doesn't have the same kind of feel or history. Um, but Old Trafford, yeah, it, it I hadn't thought about it before the game. We played a, an invitational there. It was with Adidas um, against an Adidas 11 for hashtag uh, three or four years ago. And I hadn't really thought about it before the game, what, what had gone on there, what the ground was like. And I hadn't run through it in my head. Got off the coach, went in the change rooms, and then the boys were going to have a look at the pitch, which we weren't allowed on at the time because it was pristine. <laughs> and um, we came out of the corner, tunnel. And I hadn't even registered that the tunnel would be on the corner of the yeah. pitch. And then walking out of that, it just all came flooding back to me, like all the football I'd seen there, all the instances in around the tunnel. And it was, it was, um, I was in awe. And as I say, we, did, we probably had 100, 150 people there. But I was in awe of, of that as a stadium. Like it's, it's a proper, it was a proper stadium. And um, yeah, I was very, very fortunate to play there. Decent. Uh, long sleeve shirts or long. short sleeve shirts? Long. If I have to go short sleeve, it would be with Under Armour or some yep. sort of under. But yeah, what are you wearing in the TST tournament? Long. Yeah, I've asked for a short sleeve shirt just because of how hot it is. But I've asked. Would you t- go short? Are you short sleeve? No, then? I'm long sleeve. Right. But you know, like that half pull it up one. So like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That half and half. Mine's long, all red as well. Yeah. All red. Yeah, red, red, red. I'm gonna have to get some red boots. I'm definitely gonna get red boots. Yeah. Oh, no, you are, isn't it? No, listen, I've, it's taken me a long time to get the transition to white boots. Yeah. Oh, I love a pair of white boots. Nothing better than a white pair of boots. See, I tra- sometimes I train in black boots and I feel slow, feel leggy, feel, feel heavy. And then I put a pair of white boots on the next day and I'm like, oh my God, I feel a million. There was a massive period in the, in the noughties. Um, youngsters won't relate to this, but it was all black boots when I grew up. It was just black boots everywhere. And the first kind of step away from black boots was the introduction of white boots. And you had to be a player in white boots, especially at the levels I was playing yeah. at then. You had a pair of white boots on. Someone's breaking your legs. You're getting nailed. <laughs> yeah. unless, unless you're sprightly and, and quick on your feet. Um, and you had to back it up. Otherwise, you were just getting rinsed for 90 minutes. So, yeah, it's, it's taken me a while to come across, make the transition to white. But now I'm quite partial to a white boot. Is it? I say my brother played non-league at Tootin and Mitchum. And I think the first game he played, he put on a pair of white Predators. And someone tried to absolutely nail yeah. him. And he, yeah. that, it was that day he went... Ah, black boots. Yeah, right hander. Yeah, right hander. As soon as they see the white boots, yeah, you get, you're getting get it. Spanish fiddler straight That's across exactly the Exactly it. Right. Uh, best goalkeeper in the world right now. Oh, Courtois, for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been a big. I've always been a, quite a big advocate of him. Really. Um, don't think the Premier League goalkeepers have lived up to much this season. 
Alisson. Alisson's a top. But Courtois for me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, head tennis or goalie wars? <sighs> goalie wars. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I'd love goalie <laughs> No one does goalie wars anymore. Yeah, we've done it. I watched it on YouTube playing goalie wars. We've we've done a few. It's tough. As as an older goalkeeper, it's very fast paced. But you always fancy yourself to not one in the top. As a goalkeeper, you always think, I can rattle a bit. You can still play, isn't it? But that's it. It's. 12, 16, 18 yards, you think, I can rattle one top bins, I ain't going to stop it. After yeah. time, it's straight over the fence and never coming back. <laughs> Trying to find the top, top bins, isn't it? Right, uh, finally, save a penalty or score a goal in a match? 90th save, minute. Save a pen. Yeah? Yeah. I've have, have scored once. Yeah? I've scored once, yeah. What's a goal? Uh, at me ends. At me ends. Cleared it long. Bit of a breeze behind me. Um, centre forward, centre half. Goalkeeper clattered into each other. It took, two, took another, two, another two bounces. Did you celebrate? You have to I didn't really understand what had happened. It wasn't until afterwards. <laughs> I just assumed someone had put it in because I, 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 I haven't got a donkey kick. My legs ain't the greatest. Um, I was surprised how far it travelled in the first one. I just assumed someone had got a touch on it. And uh, yeah, lo and behold, it, it had gone in straight in. That's decent, so, that. Yeah. I don't know if I've got a celebration in me. Surely That's... you peeled off to the corner flag, give it a knee slide just, or something. I just don't think I've got any. I, I am that person that would injure themselves with a knee slide. Yeah. Who did that in the Champions League? Was it Pepe Reina for Liverpool? Tried to do a knee slide. His knee got stuck. Jarred it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Proper jarred his knee, yeah, didn't he? That yeah. looked brutal. No, I've been lucky with penalties, really. I've had, um, I've had a couple, a couple of good, uh, good runs with penalties back in the nineties. It was at that time the longest amount they could sit. It's a bit of sweet, really. It's the longest amount they could sit if penalties scored. Um, it was eleven ten. I hadn't saved one. The other keeper hadn't saved one. I scored the eleventh. The other keeper missed. So. Oh. I'd, I'd ended up a bit of a hero, but yeah. really I was a buffoon because I ain't got near 11. I ain't got near 10 pens. penalties. Even the 11th I didn't save, mate. Remember he dragged it. Portugal uh, England game where Ricardo, the goalie, took off his gloves and he scored a pen and then he took off his gloves and saved Darius for Sale's pen. No. Nothing hurt as much as that in my life because just like he mugged it, it's like I oh, scored the pen, took off his gloves, saved one. It's like, and I then he just peeled off. Adrian done that at West Ham playing against Everton in the, um, in the League Cup, I think it was. I think he took a seventh or eighth penalty, but he. He ran up to it, flicked his gloves off. Very dramatic. He's yeah. that type of goalkeeper as it goes. Right, normally I kick this off with uh, your earliest memory and goal, but because you're probably more well-known in this space for being on hashtag and yep, stuff, yep. I want to know how about that all came oh, How that all came about, if that's all right. Um, same as everything, really, a quirk of fate. So um, I played non-league football from the age of 16 to 39. Um my performances have started to dwindle. I won't lie. It's, I'd, I'd had a, I had a good reputation. I finished up at my local club at Slough Town and um, my, my performances were dwindling and I knew it was kind of, I was getting towards the end and I didn't want to embarrass myself. So I'd come out of the game and uh, that summer I'd gone on a, it was my stag doing in Mexico and a couple of lads joined us and I'd bizarrely played football with their dad who was in his 40, <laughs> late 40s and 50s by then. These two young lads, the Adams brothers, Ryan Adams and Sam Adams, they had just joined Hashtag. Um, they knew Spen, one of the lads knew Spen. So um, I'd say I, I, their social media has gone mental while yeah. I was in Mexico. They're getting thousands of likes on photos of, on, of us on the beach and I'm like, what's all that about? Hashtag United, we've got loads of followers. We're getting, we're getting free boots. That was, that was a killer for me. It was like, I mean, I've always wanted free boots. So um, I got in there here. I'm like, look, if you ever need a keeper, let me know. Two months later, um, I got the shout. It was, hashtag was really in its infancy then. Um, and at the time, 
what we would do, we'd, we would kind of do cross-channel stuff. I don't think a lot of people know this, but we wouldn't play 90 minutes. We'd play four 30-minute games, four 30-minute halves. So we'd do an hour for one channel and an hour for another channel. So it was long old days, but it was fun. Like, it was a good bunch of lads. It was, it was, it was like a, a Sunday team. Um, the biggest difference to anything I'd been part of before was minding your P's and Q's, right? So we'd have to, there was no effing and jeffing in the changing rooms. Then we had to keep our shirts on because it was, it was a very like low PG product. Yeah. We, we was aiming at, that's a bit wrong, nine to like no, of 13, course, yeah. 14, that's, 15, that is the And at that time, and, and to be honest, still really now, like that was kind of our niche, really. We, we'd, we were a good product for the youngsters, whereas like the Dons have come on afterwards and they're very much aiming at the, the, the bracket above that, yep. really. Um, no filter, this is what we are, this is what we do. Um, whereas hashtag, we was, we was very much filling that, that, that gap there. When, when football was everywhere, like YouTube was full of it. But we had, we had this product where kids bought into it. We, we all had, we all kind of fitted roles. And I was lucky enough to spend kind of gave me a character, right? He called me the scariest man in football. Um, and for years after, even now, I was in a pub in Nantwich at the weekend and some geezer, six foot five, just turned 21, come up to me and went, scariest man in football, Jamie Jack. And no. I'm like, you're having a laugh and you're <laughs> dragging his knuckles on the floor, six <laughs> foot five, calling me the scariest man in football. But it's kind of stuck all the way along. And I, and I played up to that, that, that mantle, as it were. And it worked great for me. I was, it's opened so many doors. Well, that's what I was going to ask about. Changing your role from being like you've played a lot of games non league, but yeah. then to go into that side and be a content creator, yeah. did it? Did your whole life adjust? Because obviously the social media profile of yourself would have grown. Even just going to the shops and stuff like yeah. that would have been different. Yeah, I mean, it it was it was a bizarre time. I, I think the other lads have touched on it previously, but we we were literally Premier League pros, like seen as yeah, Premier yeah. League pros. Kids were coming up to us out of nowhere. Went to, um, I was in Ireland on a family holiday in the, in the middle of nowhere. There's one shop, five school kids in it, and one of them tweets me 10 minutes later, was that you in a shop in the middle of wherever it was, Kilkenny or something like that. And um, it, it was bizarre. I go to the airport, get recognised, and it, it the adjustment, it, it wasn't much, so much an adjustment because I loved it. Yeah. Right? It, was, it was my dream. I've played, I've done all the miles, played all these non-league games and had nothing to show for it. So to come out the other side after retiring and starting again. Um, the adulation was great. Free gloves were great back <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, nice. They've dried up now. But um, yeah, it, you felt like a pro. You, you, we, we were playing at amazing grounds. Um, mining your P's and Q's was a little bit hard. Uh, that was a little bit different. But you kind of just fill the role, right? It's, it was fun. It was a fun thing to do. There was no chore involved in it right. at all. Uh, as I said, you've played all throughout the non-league. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I've only actually played pro but how tough is it going from short-term contracts and no contracts yeah no contracts no contracts no insurance no insurance no dog ins shit on the on the on the football field this, this sort of thing that I, this is the, my brother played this level yeah and it was tough and he didn't last very long it i mean it kind of varies like it, i've played with players that hated the non-league game but played because they earned good money a lot of them a lot yeah. of them were talented and, and got well paid. Used to be cashing out and brown envelope stuff. And I've had both ends of it. I've had, I've had been at clubs where I got paid shit money and got taxed. Yeah. And other clubs that I may have, I may or may or not. As I've long as it's seven envelopes. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking 1997. Um, I mean, Christ, we used to get paid at the, at the, um, at the, uh, the old fruit machines at, at one club. 
you used to get coins out of the fruit machine. No way. Yeah, yeah, well, they couldn't, they couldn't, they didn't have the, the gate receipts or gate money to, to they just open up the fruit here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Minus eight quid if you've been booked back in the day. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've, I've kind of played at various levels of it where some clubs do it really right, some clubs do it really wrong. Um, some leagues, especially in my early days where I was like 17, 18, were just thugs. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I was when I was coming up, Slattown was my my first club, and they were good at, at that time. I still call it the conference, um, national, national league, league yeah. now. Um, they were a good national league club. Uh, Brian McDermott was my first oh, gaffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we had a, an array of ex pros coming through the club. Kenny Sampson was at the club at one stage, um, and I mean, two years before that, there was there was kickings. The, the, the Deodora League, what was probably the Ishmael League or Southern League now. They were doing kickings for no a season. A try. Yeah, so every team was just eight foot five, knuckle dragging, hairy ass builder types. Yeah, you fill the team up just with big lumps, whacking it. You, yeah, you throwing throwing in your half, you'd just be smashing the ball eighty yards into the box and scoring goals for fun. Uh, so it's a big evolution, but yeah, I've I've, I've seen. The, the good and bad of it, and the, and the ugly. Um, but I've enjoyed. I've, I've loved every second of it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it. Um, Fighting for contracts not easy though. Well, that, you didn't really get a contract. I mean, it, it was always the the centre forward that scored twenty five goals a year that might nick a contract at eighteen, nineteen, just so the club. That was that was purely so the club could nick a potential fee off it. Yeah, yeah. That was all it ever was. Um, I was contracted my first two years at Slough under Brian McDermott. But he saw the light and didn't take up the year option when he realised I was a drinker, a smoker. I like going out and I weren't going to cut. And cut the hardest man in football, yeah. That's scariest. Yeah, scariest, scariest man in football. He saw it, yeah, he yeah. saw it for himself. But no, I mean, there wasn't a lot of contracts. It was, it was, I heard stories of signing on fees, but none, none ever come my way. There was no, none, no uh, envelopes or briefcases. How does that affect your personal life, though? Because obviously you're trying to make it in your. Uh, in your own career and that. I know you work in the background and stuff like that. Or was you just still like, oh, if I can just crack on while I'm young, I mean, I'll get by. I, I probably up until the age of 20, 21, you still think there's, there's something there and you might get a chance and you might get a nod and you might make it back up. The, the conference was always the pinnacle for me. I was, I'd always wanted to play conference National League football um, and had the name on the back of my shirt. They just introduced that in the late 90s and I was like, oh, what I do have, have my name on the back of a shirt. Um... But you just kind of, I was brought up with it. I, st I started at the age of 15, 16, playing non-league football. Um, so I just thought it was that was my path, really. Yeah. Um, the, the only, uh, there's a lot of lads down there that are all self-employed. Um, and there's a big, there's big issues with insurance. If you don't have your own insurance. Yeah, yeah. You don't get covered by yeah, the club. There's these, no physios these, these lads and stuff like It's not like they're earning, a lot of them like 20, 30 quid a week. Do you know what I mean? And insurance will cost you 50, 50 a month. Yeah. They're not going to do that. So... I mean, it, I don't think people realise what goes into being like a grassroots or non-league football. Well, that's the thing. If you get injured at that level, yeah. you're straight away a knee. Yeah, no, listen, there isn't any physios that are like taking you off the no, pitch or stretching you off. No, you're literally trying to crawl no, to your car. Yeah, yeah there's, no, there's no crutches. There's no crutches yeah. in, the, in the physio room or stretchers. That's it. You're waiting on the pitch for the ambulance to turn up yeah. or you're dragging yourself off, which I did do once for hashtag, yeah. by the way. I played in a ropey Sunday league tournament and uh, uh, I Broke my leg. Guys, I've seen this clip. It's horrible as yeah, well. Yeah, it's not good. Studs it's eye on good. him. But that was the thing. Where I live, uh, hashtag was a long way away. He was meant to have a pre-season game. The gaffer said to me, the reserves are playing in the tournament in Reading. Go and have a game. 
I was only going to play one game. I think it was 15 minutes each way, 20 minutes away. Sure enough, broke my leg pre-season. I was out for a year and a half. And then COVID it, so I ended up having three years out because of this injury. But um, it was one of them. It was like a Monty Python sketch. Here, here, live, here, live. Get him up, get him up. Look, even the ref was trying to lift me up by my arms and I'd fractured, fractured me. <laughs> so I, I actually pulled myself off the pitch. No yeah, way. Yeah, I dragged, dragged my leg, pulled, pulled myself on my arms and then the ambulance turned up an hour later and sure enough, yeah, it was a fracture. Oh, my God. But, yeah, there's, I don't think people realise, and I know Sunday league players do the same, but, I mean, it's kind of voluntarily, you know, what you're going yeah. into on a Sunday. And But grassroots non-league, three times a week, especially if you're... You, you get in one of them, those leagues now that have just been redrawn up. It, you could be living in North London and playing in the Midlands. So it takes up so much of your time. Yeah. And there's, there's very little reward. Because they've tried to change the laws recently as well about players that get injured. The clubs can cancel their contracts yeah, after like exactly that. 12 weeks. Yeah, and that's, yeah. it's, it's getting worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I, to be honest with you, and I, I know it's not always feasible, but these young players, have, they've got to insure themselves. Yep. That's it. They've just got to look after themselves. Fair enough. What's it like playing with no fans there sometimes then? I've played at some small stadiums for like this season, uh, pre-season, and I actually enjoy it. I, I enjoy the, the banter that you have. The, you can hear everyone. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of used to it. So I, I find it a lot stranger with people being in the ground, really. Yeah. Um, I'm used to two men and his dog being there. Um Communication's a lot easier. That's a, that's a massive thing. Um, when we was at, when we did play at Wembley, it was there's no uh, you you cannot communicate. There's no way you can communicate with your defenders like I would do normally. Um, there's no relaying information because it's just too late. Can't hear you. No, it's, well, that, that's the thing. Like you, you get goalkeepers now in the Premier League. You, you say they don't talk enough. But they, they can't be heard in front of 50,000 people. Different when you're in the 18, right? If you're coming for a cross, yeah. the same, you can shout and people But the, know. the people on the pitch can hear you talk a lot more than what the fans can hear. But the fans' perception of, say, David De Gea would be like, he don't say a word to anyone. Yeah, that's an easy... It's a cop-out. It's, it's a cop-out, yeah, yeah. It's a cop-out. It's, it's just one of them so, uh, uh, cop In non-league, though, do you, did you enjoy the interaction with the fans? <laughs> I mean, I had some bad experiences. Um, as a young lad, we played uh, Wildstone. Famously of the Wheelstone Raider nowadays, but back in the day, they, um, I think it was the White Hart Ground they used to play at. Um, they were always intimidating. They were the most intimidating supporters, and they were probably a league lower than they should have been. And um, I made a mistake there. Like I say, I was 17, 18. I think I was playing, I think I was playing for Marlow at the time. And I went back there a year later, and a mate of mine came with me to the game, and there was only three, 400, 500 people there. Um, but they've clocked me early doors. And my, my mate pulled me after him when we was driving home in my in my poxy old work van. <laughs> he was like, "Did you hear what they called you behind the goal?" And it was it was something that like, "Don't we don't forget you, Jackson, you clown." <laughs> and then it and we've got beat three or four now. I've got in the van. My mate's gone to me. Did you hear what they called you behind the van? And he's like. And every time I went back to Wildstone. And I was only I, I was shitting myself and it would play on my mind. And I was I would dread going to play Wildstone for the rest of my career. Anytime I went to Wildstone, I'm thinking, fucking hell, they're gonna know it's me. They'll remember it's me. Even 30 years later, they're gonna know it's me. They're gonna kill, kill me. Yeah, so it's uh, some some weeks you'd have a good interaction and you go back to clubs and they'd remember. And I, I was never one for, like I said earlier, I was never one for biting and I was never one for winding up. Because it always comes back to comes back, biting yeah. you on the arse. 
Um, and you'll end up going to that same club three or four times. You might even end up playing there at some stage. <laughs> so I was never one to bite. Maybe after the full-time whistle, maybe give it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little but, bit, if but, you've but, won. But I was never one for for turning around and, and, and waving at them and shouting at them. Because it, it will, it will bite you on the ass. Karma, karma's a bitch, especially, back, especially as a goalkeeper. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Right, I'm going to do goalie or goalie, no, uh, goalie or no goalie now. I know you said you've listened before. Oh, I have. What a save from Mark Howard. Right, so yours I've tweaked a little bit. It's not oh, current oh, international goalkeepers. It's goalkeepers at the TST tournament. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, if only I knew. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you know more than me. You know more rules than me anyway. So the other five people have just made up names or people around the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> Viewers can head over to YouTube, listeners can head over to YouTube and check out the leaderboard. As I said, yours has been slightly tweaked, mate, so there's a few trick ones in there. But okay. a few of them you should know. Right, number one, one point for each answer, by the way. I'm terrible at counting. Number one, Max Rockenstansky. I'm going to say keeper. He is not a goalkeeper. No, it's Mad Max character. Badly. It's uh, Tom Hardy's character, you Mad Max. Oh, Mr. Hardy. I thought that sounds like the most American name that could I be at a TST I, I, tournament. You know what I'm thinking? I'm I thinking... I'll probably chuck that one in. That's a, Ken, a Kentucky University yeah, graduate yeah. that's going to be playing for one of the alumni yeah. teams. Balls. Yeah. You don't want to start. I've chucked you right in there. Oh, right. Number two, Nick Romando. <laughs> it's the same as Max Rotansky, <laughs> isn't it? Um, yes, that's a, that's a goalkeeper. He is a goalkeeper. He's playing for... Well, Sneaky Fox FC, but yes. he is a former USA and real sort like goalkeeper. Yes. He's actually played, I think, over 50, 60 games for America. So big name, actually. Right. Number three, Chris Konopak. No, let me wait. wait let, let me start again with that. Kon, Konopapka. I am terrible. How, do I, how am I meant to say this, Ben? Konopka. There you go. Ooh. Chris Konopka. Konopka. I said this really well in rehearsal as well. Uh, and I've just <laughs> I've totally messed it up. Chris Konopka. The fact that you've tried so hard to pronounce it right makes me think it's not a goalkeeper. Because I'm thinking it's going to be a celeb of some description. Konopka rings a bell as well. Go on, I'm going to say not a keeper. He is a goalkeeper. Oh, yes. He's actually former Ross County goalkeeper and he's playing for an American Legends team. Konopka. It's so easy to say yeah, when what, you sit what, on a big screen. I don't know. I got it in my own head then. You've added letters to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have, yeah. That failed miserably on that. Number four, Chris Messina. 
they all sound like American yeah. alumni names, don't they? They're good, aren't they? Yeah, it's just meanness. Go on, keeper, no keeper, keeper. This is gonna be, oh. what was it? Chris Messina. That's gotta be a goalkeeper. He is the inventor oh. of the hashtag. Oh yeah. One of the forefathers. Yes. <laughs> the inventor of the hashtag looks like the Shermanator. <laughs> Someone does <laughs> yeah. Right, number five. Dallas J. <laughs> Dallas J. They all come, do they all come from the same city? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Goalkeeper. He is a goalkeeper, mate. He's a former MLS goalkeeper playing for Natty FC. So you've got yeah. a few former decent yeah, caliber goalkeepers. Former, yeah, I think nearly all of these are former MLS goalkeepers. Show us right up. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they played their top level. Ah, well, well. Right, number six. We are number six. Marco Mengoni. Marco Mengoni. Trying to read you two. Yeah, I don't give a lot. Mark, I mean, that, that, they all, they could all go to university again. Like, <laughs> all of them. All have played in the MLS. Yeah. Marco Mengoni. Got to be a goalkeeper. Hit me with it. He was the Italian entry for the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> what, this year? Yeah, this year, mate. I think he came fifth. Yeah, I do Marco Mengoni. Now I've seen him on screen. I do recognise yep. him. I did watch Eurovision as well. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. At least someone did. I'm that type of person. Yeah. I am. <laughs> I am that man. <laughs> You're boring Saturday nights Confessing. now, yeah. <laughs> right. Number seven, Mika Seeger. Not a goalkeeper. He is a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going too well. I'm just this. thinking, Mika, straight away, you could be brown, you could be blue, you could <laughs> yeah, be good. violet sky. Yeah. He is the GK playing for Zala, FFFF. <laughs> Again, a lot of these teams, I don't know who they are. A lot of these people, I don't know who they are. Yeah, same. But I, I was going through the TST roster, and I was like, oh, there's a goalie. There, on that first one, there's a goalie. <laughs> Literally just run with it. All right. Number eight, Yasin Senges. Goalkeeper. He's not a goalkeeper. Oh. But I bloody love this fella. <laughs> Have you seen the no. Turkish food advert on TikTok? No. Oh, please tell... Skip it. I'm 45 dub, dub. years... I'm yes, 45 yes. years old. <laughs> TikTok. Oh, you must have seen this fella. No. He's got the most... So he just stands outside Turkish restaurants and he does this dance and someone comes along and just feeds him the food. Oh, he's gone viral. He's absolutely blown up. See, that's my kind of job. How, how do people ab- get these gigs? Oh, I just need to hear the noise. 12.7 million he followers. He is absolutely blown up. He is blown up the looks of him. <laughs> it's because he's getting fed all the time Sorry. at every restaurant. Sorry, Yasin. You need to hear this song and this dance. It's actually... Look at him. <laughs> Proper viral sensation. That's all he does. That's it. I mean, I could do that shit. <laughs> you can't move I, like that. I, I need to re-download TikTok. <laughs> It'll make you millions, that. 12 million. He's getting Eating unbelievable views, mate. Well, I do that every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Just not on TikTok. That's where you're going wrong. Yeah. Right. Uh, two out of eight so That's far. It's, it's not gone great, yeah. Right, number nine, Alexis Andre. 
Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I thought I'd chuck quite a bit. That in would be there. wrong, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's your fellow goalkeeper for hashtag. He's, I'm assuming he's going to be our number one. Yeah, he's also a TikTok star as he, well. Well, isn't he? yeah, he's. Ma- I mean, from what I've seen, he's a good-looking lad, isn't he? Not to take anything away from myself, obviously, yeah. but um, yeah, I think he's a he's one for the ladies. Yeah. Uh, what's he been like in training? Uh, for the ladies, hasn't been training. Oh, is he not? No. No, listen, I don't. I don't want to throw any. Uh, Fuel, fuel on the fire, but um, I might, I might have the shirt yet. Who knows? Yeah, go on then. That's I like that. Right, I've man. been to the gaffer. Listen, the lad ain't here. You got to play me, gaffer. Yeah. You're also a club legend, mate. You're in the Hall of Fame. I'm also 45 and yeah, dying true, on my ass yeah. after every training session. We'll I want to play the first game and go out for three days. <laughs> well, we might be out by the third game. It might have been the biggest waste of time ever. Could be dancing around Turkish restaurants by, <laughs> by Thursday. Right, and number ten, Aldous Snow. Not a goalkeeper, it can't be a goalkeeper. He's not a goalkeeper. I thought you'd get this one easy anyway. Uh, he's Russell Brown's character from Get Him to the Greek. All this, I, know, I like Get Him to the Greek as well. Yeah, what a film. All this, no one's ever going to know Russell Brown's name in Get Him to the Greek. Massive like West Ham fan. You I must know, know but all but no one's going to know Aldous Snow. Oh, I know that name. What a film really? that is. Really? Stroke the Furry Wall. It's a great film. We've got it's an a... AstroTurf <laughs> wall. I'm tempted. <laughs> it's a great film, but you're never going to know Aldous Snow, are you? Uh, I, Behind closed doors, I reckon I know at least four of the songs as well. (laughs) Says a lot about you. Yeah, I don't think I can repeat any of them. (laughs) Especially his missus song. (laughs) I'm talking about my... Do you remember that one? Yeah, Yeah, good. Yeah, I have to rewatch that one. Right, as I said, uh, I was doing a bit of this in reverse order. What's your earliest memory of playing in goal? How old were you? I... I was... One of those kids that loved football, proper love football, but two left feet and I was right footed. Um, I got found out early, um, probably about seven or eight, I think. Um, even my man said to me, what are you doing? Come to watch for me. What are you doing? I just I, I dance around the ball, like clueless, absolutely clueless. Um, so I went, in, I went in goal really early, eight, nine years of age um, and loved it. Like it was the perfect vocation for me, really. Apart from wearing those gloves, they get a good mention. These do. That, that, that was it. I, in fact, could ride them on your BMX. The truth, straight into the pitch. God's honest truth. The gloves I had didn't even have the black rubber on them yeah. before. They were the ones before that, so they were literally gardening gloves. Teflon gloves. Yeah. Awful, awful things. Um, but I loved it. I loved. I'm quite a sociable person, really. I like being around the team and stuff, but I quite like the fact that it was about you. It was, it was you were you were playing against yourself. It was your concentration levels. It's a different sport, um, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I, I don't. I wouldn't say it was black sheep, but like I enjoyed that being my space, and and I was good at it. It was something I enjoyed. Um, yeah, and it, you know. You know, when you become a goalkeeper, the first right? you time have, you, 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 you have, have a go at it. it don't you? Listen, we all think we can score goals as goalkeepers. Outfield players think they can go and goal, right? Which they might do, and they might. Jack Grealish done it in the week, right? You, you might save a couple and think you're Billy Big Nuts. Yeah. But the fact is, it is an art, and it, it takes years to master. Yeah. Uh, which I found out. I, I was I was twenty five times a goalkeeper at forty that I was when I was eighteen, um, and that's what I loved about it. I. I I thought I knew it all when I was younger, but you just, it is a position where you just continue to learn. Um, 
Yeah, like I said, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved everything about being a goalkeeper and I hated playing on pitch. So from, from nine years old then, just hooked. Yeah. And then from then school teams, Sunday league teams, yeah, just yeah, goalkeeping. Yeah. Yeah. And I was lucky as well. It sounds ridiculous. I was lucky to play for one of the worst teams locally ever. So you got peppered. So peppered every week. Oh, brilliant. And, and we turned the corner. We, we got to like 14, 15, pretty much the same group of lads that have been battered eight, nines and tens every week. Grew up, had a bit, bit of us together. Uh, and we started to kind of chip away and win games. Um and then, yeah, I'd done all the usual. I had the, the, the trials that I was never good enough for, never fit enough for. I'd spent some time at uh, for Kenny Jacket at Watford briefly. But um, at that time, I'd found the social. And yeah. uh, it, uh, I. Did this fit into being, what, 15, 16 yeah, years yeah, old? Yeah, YT. It was YT. YTS, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, funny enough, I messaged Dave Connolly. He was in the, the, the same age group as me um, a few weeks back. I was talking to him about it. But um, yeah, I. Uh, it, again, if I knew then what I know now, I should have applied myself. Um, but I know full well I wasn't good enough. I knew I wasn't ready for that. Um, and non-league chose me. And, that, and I, I, I say, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every minute of it. And I was lucky enough to come out the other side and then do the hashtag thing where the rewards really came true then. So fr from your failed trials at Watford and that, yeah. then, did you was it a, a case of just keep going, saying, oh, come, come about? Because I know you signed for Slough quite quickly after yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, well, that was it. It was about the same time, really. Uh, signed a contract at Slough. I'd done two-year, two and then Brian never took me up on the option. Because of the same thing, really, I'd fallen into a trap where I thought it was a lot better than I was. I was going out drinking, and uh, I've been a smoker throughout my career, which ain't great, obviously, but it's something I just did. Um, it's part of my pre-match routine. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I was a bit of a jobber, really. I just went from kind of, I'd done a couple of years at a club, a couple of years at a club. And I was lucky to play some really good non-league clubs in my in my local area. Um, I've got a list of them here. There's a lot. Yeah. But I've only listed them if they've, like, not the return back to clubs and stuff like that. So I've got Slough, Flackwell, Chesham, Burnham, Hemel Hempstead, Ascot, Harrow, Conley Heath, St Albans, Owlsbury, and then Hashtag. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple. There's a couple of, yeah, there was a couple at the end after hashtag as well. Yeah, but. and there's a couple, yeah, Marlow as well in between. Yeah. And I think it was, I've done a count up once, I think it was 17 or 18 in yeah. there uh, along the way, um, all told, all levels. But see, a lot of that, a lot of people won't realise that goalkeepers, because you, if you're not playing, you have to go somewhere else and chase games. Yeah, I mean, what I found, and this is a good one for young goalkeepers, what I found being patient was an absolute virtue, right? Because you think you're on your ass and you think you're out of the running and it's worth hanging in there. It's worth working hard, training hard, keeping fit. Because it does get noticed and something always happens. Yeah. Like you'll always get a break, no matter what club you're at or, or or how long you think it's gone on or whoever's in the sticks is flying and they're golden bollocks. It will break. Something will happen. Biggest quirk, at least, least point you'd expect it. And you'll be in. And then it's your time to shine and your time to grab the shirt. And I, I kind of rode that way for years, really. But and you've got to make sure you're ready. Yeah. And, and I, that's the biggest I've thing. I've been on the other end of it where I've been number one and I've had three months and then I've had a wobble and then I've been dragged or I've got injured. And then and then you're you're on the other side of it fighting you get back in. But patience as a, as a goalkeeper. Um, and I, I had great times and bad times. I've, I've been to clubs and sat on the bench and, and not got anywhere near it. And then... But you're ready. You're ready to move on. Go on, and go somewhere. Go and find your football. And I, I, like I say, I, I was a team player, right? I, I never had a problem with doing the bench thing. I'm not one of them that throw the toys out of the pram. 
See, I'm like that now, as I've come to like later on in my career. Like, I just want the team to do well because if the team does well, it reflects better on you anyway. Yeah, it's, it's a good place to be, right? And and it, it, like I say, it doesn't go, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. Like Spen's referred to it a few times with me with the hashtag thing. He likes to have me around because. I like to be positive. I, I like to be part of the club. I feel part of the club. Even now, going back there, right? I haven't been there for a year and a half. I don't know after squad. I've gone back training last week with them and kind of seamlessly just gone straight back into it. Just a good influence Talking on the group. It. Yeah, but it, it, it's a good way to be. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a good good tag for life, right? I yeah, mean, just, is, 100%. you kind of, you just, you just want to be positive as, as, as much as you can mm. um, and be a good influence on people. And, and it's like, it, it, it you shine through. It, it always shines through. People notice it. Um, and why upset the apple cart at the end of the day? You want the team to do well. And like I say, something will happen. And also, if you throw your toys out of the pram and then you get your opportunity, you're in a worse place because yeah, people will hold that against you, hold you accountable. And, yeah. and you also, your own attitude, you, your head's in the mud anyway. You want to be in a place where, if anything happens to whoever's first choice, you want to be in a place where the gaffer knows. The lads know. Y yeah. They know you'll do a job. Yeah. Hundred percent. There'll be that's that's what it is. It's, I, I I really don't. I, and I get it grinds people down when they're not playing because there is one spot. But you know, from an early age, there's only ever one spot, right? And that's it. And I've been I've always been quite respectful. I've always done the lads' warm ups when they've needed it, and that's something you don't get in the lower league. So you <laughs> yeah. don't have a goalkeeper coach. You're doing the other lads' warm ups. You, you clearly can a flag. He said. This is Matt Smith, and this is the Glove Review on the Yours Mine Away podcast. Right, I, I want to talk gloves for now, right? Uh, what gloves do you wear now, and what have you worn throughout your career? Um, I'm wearing wraps uh, by Saviour. Yeah. Uh, they've ch chucked me a couple of pairs, God bless them. Um, the early days was always sells for me, although I started on Cell Sport, which yeah. was yep, a the variation. company before, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, always a rap. I always prefer the rap. I'm not one for a negative. If someone says me and I wear them, don't mind the hybrid. But I'm a, a in an ideal world, a white glove man, a big white glove. Yeah. None of these. Roll fingers, bit of cushioning. Yeah, and a Velcro fastener. Yes. Don't give me something that pulls all the way up my arm that I can't fit my thumb in, that's got no fasteners, that'll slide off, slide about. Back to basics. Uh, you develop don't... bad habits with, I think. So a lot of the keepers that I watch now that don't have straps, they develop bad habits because they're pulling them. Yeah, and yeah. they're pulling their I, gloves on. I've always been one for the palms, right? Anyway, for, I don't know what it is. The the, the palms against each other. That's I do, Shay I given do that. that. Joe Hart as well. Joe does Hart it does well. it as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know why, I've, but I've, I've I've had a thing with doing it. And once you bring it into your game, it's hard to stop. So in between making a save rather than high five everyone, because I'm not one for high fiving everyone either. I just pull my gloves together. I'm but, John Wayne. I'm a gunslinger hand style. So like my hands stay low, but then I throw them up. Throw them up. Yeah. yeah Don't no. worry. Well, after a save? No, before a oh, save. Before you know, save. like when you're in your set position, yeah. I was, my hands are quite low. I don't know why. And then it's always been like, so then like when I get set and as they're about to shoot, I throw yeah, my hands I up. Was, like, see, I was coached to do that as yeah. well, but I've always been open palm. Open palm, yeah. But to the sides, yeah. always low. And, and knees down as well. Yeah. I've always, just to kind of make yourself, bigger. surface bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, white gloves. White gloves that look big, feel good, yeah. feel big as well. I prefer the wrap, the, the wrap type. They look bigger on your hands as well, which is more yeah. imposing for strikers. Lucas Fabianski, 
I don't know how massive. I don't know how big his hands are. His hands are massive. But he's a big lad. Have you ever played with him or uh, met him? Or? I, no, I've, uh, I've played against West Ham and he was on the bench that night. Don't know why he looks small on TV. Yeah, he's not. He's got the Shea Given-esque size yeah. issue. No, he's not. He's big. He's big. He's, he's, uh, he's, I'm 6'3". I think he's the same size. Yeah, he's, he's not bigger he's, than me. He's 6'2", 6'3". Yeah. I was amazed when I see him. His hands um, are But his hands are... He must be a size 12. Yeah. I'm an 11 and he's made my hands look small. But see, I remember him and... Because uh, he wears them. Adidas finger sets. Yes, and a lot of them are the the, the long, yeah, slidey ones, which make your hands look bigger anyway. But his fingers do look huge. Yeah. Kenny Everett hands, the bad reference because no one will know who Kenny Everett is anyway. But he's a, have you got any weird superstitions you have with gloves? Not with gloves. Yeah. Um, How you unpack them? Not letting anyone touch them or anything? No. See, uh, this is a new thing as well. The, the, they come with a, the plastic wrapper on. Yeah, it drives me fucking bonkers. <laughs> um, never comes off properly. There's always stuff Bits still left on it. Someone told me a couple of seasons ago you meant to leave them in hot water. Yeah, see, I've heard this trick and it actually, right, it's meant to work. I've never tried it because my gloves don't come with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, you're someone, someone yeah. I'm unpacking for you. That's yeah. how Rex and Roll is it? You get your gloves unpacked. <laughs> no, Selsey don't put them on. Right, okay. So Selsey doesn't have that plastic wrap on them. Uh, right. But like the one glove that's behind you, they do. They have that plastic sheet on them. And I've seen goalkeepers for like hours before. In yeah, it's pain in the bollocks. Yeah, oh, yeah. set of so tweezers I, on them. And... I, what I like to do is when, <laughs> as soon as I get them, no matter how many pairs it is, I have to spend three days unpeeling the cellophane <laughs> off them. But um, soak them straight away. Um so that it's done days before. Yeah. So they'll they'll take a bit of take a bit of water. So when you went to hashtag you saying you before that you got sponsored to wear boots and yeah. so, so it was gloves the same, just all of yeah. a sudden you'd played non league your yeah. whole career, struggled I'd paid, for I'd paid for, paid gloves, for gloves my yeah. whole life until I was Celebrate. thirty nine. Yeah. Uh, uh, until hashtag at thirty nine and then all of a sudden um Umbro were first our first kit sponsor, so we got Umbro boots, Umbro gloves. Although it wasn't unlimited at the time. But at that time, because things were moving along so fast, everyone was coming to me and saying, do you want our gloves, do you want our gloves? But because Hashtag was staunch Umbro and had an agreement, I couldn't wear anything else other than Umbro on screen. Fair enough. Um, then we moved to Adidas, who were really good. Like I know Hashtag, they've had really bad issues with Hummel this last year. But Adidas were great and... I wouldn't say it was unlimited, but I, I got like the numbers were good. Yeah. For, for me, being a non-league goalkeeper that's gone through, I'd have a pair, maybe two a month. Yeah. Pair for train. Well, the old match pair would become a yeah, training yeah. pair in the cycle and continue. Did, did you, when you was paying for them, did you look after them a lot more than how you look after them when you started getting them for free? Um, there must have been a bit of an element of when you started getting them for free. It's like, oh, yeah. No, but I used to give them away to kids. Yeah. That was my biggest downfall. Yeah. Because I used to have to go capping in Adidas or hashtag or whoever's Gave getting them and away. go, and they t they tell me off for giving them away. I'm yeah. like, leave it out. Billy's yeah. travelled 700 miles to be here, come and watch me, and he's asked me to sign him and give him his gloves. And yeah. I was I was prone to giving loads of pairs away. Yeah. Um, plus, I was that kid once, right? I was that kid that wanted someone else's gloves, and you think, do you know what? For the sake of what's it costing Adidas, 20 quid or whatever? Yeah, it cost them nothing to make. That but... kid, that kid's gonna have them for another week before he throws them in a the fucking bin. Jacko signed them yeah. anyway, but. Now, I know I asked you earlier on about favourite kits and that, right? Uh, have you got a kit that like, was your go-to kit as a kid that you remember? Yeah. I'd, um, it didn't have the badge on it, but I had a yellow and black book, the goalkeeper kit. Um, and then not long after that... Surely I, an old West Ham, Shaka Hislop-style kit. Well, no, this, remember the this green and black This one? was before, before Shaka, then, yeah. before Shaka Hislop. Um, this was Ludo McCloscoe. Oh, yes. But it didn't have the badge on it. 
and it was one I actually pl- I played a couple of halves for West Ham um, when I was a kid. A lot of my mates were at, were at West Ham, even though from the other side of the M25, and I got to wear it, and I felt like a million quid. Um, I had that the book the book the kit yellow and black stripes neon yellow black stripes no West Ham band on it though I've still got it home I should have brought it in <laughs> and then after that I I would have been 12, 13 they didn't really the, the, the Sondico made a really leery fluorescent yellow and black but it had matching shorts the panels down the side and back then it was always padded goalkeeper padded shorts, goalie right? shorts. and padded. padded elbow pads yeah. as well Oh, stinking them. Yeah, you say that. We trained last night and on literally concrete it, and yeah. I'd have given my right arm for a padding on my elbow. But yeah, it, yeah. The, so the goalkeeper shorts were the most boxy things you've ever seen in your life. They were proper square because they had 1990s pads down the side. I, 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 even that's that thrown me back, the old padded shorts. Yeah, that, like, was it, that was it. That yeah. was a goalie's kit though. Yeah, yeah. Was, they already came with custom, yeah. they were massive. And back then as How well. The, wide were they? Yeah, massive. But back then as well, the, the goalkeeper leggings... Yeah. That there weren't a lot about. I think only two, two manufacturers made them. Were absolutely horrendous. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to do a throwback here. Do you remember the all-in-one suit that used to zip up the two zips either side? It was like the subsuit. The, the subsuits. Yeah, I've got one at home. Have you? Yeah. yeah, I've got one with Ryman League on the back. You know, wow, they're a proper made, throwback. It's made yeah. by a company called ISIS. ICIS. Um, ICIS. Something like. That. They um they made all the Ishmian League yeah. uh, kits. And they used to be. That's stuff. what goalies used to well, train I've got in. One. When, when it snows and I take the kids out <laughs> over the park, that's what I put on. I put my own subsuit on. Yeah, love it. That's mad. But I, had, I had a sales one as well in the, in the early days. Yeah. Um, I say early days, four, five, six years ago. That's it, yeah. In the early subsuit. days, sales made yeah. them early doors. And I've got a couple of them goalkeeper ones that have got three-quarter lengths and some weird padding in it. Yeah. But the early, the early days of goalkeeper leggings were horrendous. Well, I remember Ludic McCoskos, padded knees, padded they were, hips. Yeah, but they like, were shit, though. They, they were, were bad, they weren't no, they? Weren't Do you remember padding. the little elastic bit underneath the, like, at the end of the trouser? You, yes, you, where you your foot. Up, yeah. Stirrups. Like stirrups. Oh, my yeah, God, like they were horrendous. Well, then shin pads were the same as yeah, well. They shin were, pads yeah, they were. Ankle protection. Discs on the ankle protection. Fucking hell, you couldn't move your foot. I've not seen a, a, an actual outfielder wear ankle protection no. for a good 15, 20 years. They don't wear shin pads either. Do no, they, they don't. They're fannies no. and then they're rolling about all the time. They wear like foam now, you know. So you, you know like the foam that you'd put in your insole if you had a sore foot? Players are now just cutting that into a shin pad shape and just putting that in because they don't want to wear it. Don't understand. Mental, there was never it? a problem for the last 35 years of shin pads. Why now have they got a, that's, that, that transitions into one of your injuries? And it like, well, that's we, and I had a proper shin pad, yeah, on. you did, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. it not snap your shin pad that challenge? No, no, just I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. It hit the shin pad, it was through the shin pad, yeah. um, but I just think it was because so I was I was kicking through my right foot, and I think it was just a, a straight block tackle, so studs up, it's just come across, and and it just had nowhere to go. My leg was no matter what the shin pad did, force was going either side yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had a couple of bad injuries and come back from. Yeah, it's a lot harder than people think for a goalkeeper. Yeah, because you're not out on the pitch running. You've got to build up the whole strength of the dynamic stuff. And yeah. like how 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 did you come back from a broken leg? It's especially I think you was quite. Oh. I was, Not, yeah, I was old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, uh, towards the later stages. They told, of me, they, they told me because it was on a compound fracture, I'd have to let it heal naturally. And normally it would be a, I think it was a six to no, no three to six. They said three to six normally, but because of my age, I was looking at nine to twelve. Yeah, and it was. It was like nine months, ten months before I could do anything. Um, again, going back to the non-league thing, I've got a nine to five job. Right? Yeah, so um, I was. 
my MD was having to pick me up twice a week, take me into the office. <laughs> I was having to hop upstairs in moon boots to, to, to try and do my job. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was tough. And then uh, the, the goalkeeper side of it, um, it, it couldn't have been timed any worse because COVID hit literally just as I was coming back. Um, in the, I think I started training in the February, and March was was when COVID hit fully, yeah. and all football stopped. So I was just I was just getting going. I'd, I'd I'd done I'd done running, I'd just started to do some ball work. I've been on the fucking wobble board and all yeah, that bollocks. Yeah. Those Airx um, foam pad things oh, and everything. It, it's it's mind numbing, and uh, you feel really you feel really lonely. Like when you're used to playing football and uh, and having that part of your social as well takes so much away from you. Yeah. So I, I really struggled with it. Mentally, it was really tough because um, I was I knew I'm at the end of my career, right? And it, it was like, is it worth it? Is it worth putting all this time in? I didn't want to go out. My biggest thing was I didn't want to go out. I played in that five-a-side, uh, uh, 11-a-side tournament on a fucking dog shit pitch against lower stand. I didn't want to go out like that. Yeah. that, that I didn't want that to be my last, my last rodeo as it was. Yeah. Coming back from then through the end of COVID, it's yeah. not easy, especially when you're at an unleague and coming back from an injury. Like that challenge in itself, yeah, it's just down to timing and who you know. You're just calling on favours, aren't you? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. And then, um, I mean, I, I was lucky. I, I got a good, good pool of of people that I've met over the years, um, supported me, helped me out because hashtag could only have do so much. Yep. Um, so yeah, I had, a, I had a good fizz. Um, Gary Anderson, the guy, helped me out. He runs a physio clinic. He's ex, uh, judo coach over in West London. He looks after a lot of um, wasp players and stuff like that. You, you thought about doing out. some coaching then, from like obviously towards the back end of your career and that, and then that sort of thing. Do you think right? Do I do a bit, or is it you've got a nine to five job anyway? So you're like, what's the point? I think well, my issue is the games change so much, and what like my kind of I idealists and methodology mythology yeah. um it's changed yeah. it's completely different from what it was and i don't like we're saying about the catch and parry thing right i would want my goalkeepers to catch i would want them to do the basics i would probably prefer them to be able to kick a ball for 40 yards as opposed to turn inside for pep and go left or right yeah. and spray the ball play it into um, who bounces it around yeah, corners and it, i just i just i just feel like the game's probably developed and I haven't. Yeah. So I don't know if that'd be right for me. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know if I have the patience as well, because you've got to have the right mindset. I, I, don't get me wrong. I've met some great kids who are great goalkeepers and no doubt they'll do really well and be good. But there's a lot of other ones that are me when I was 15. Yeah. Stroppy yeah. little bastards. And I don't, I don't. They're hard to manage sometimes. It's, it's how do you work with it? Yeah. And it's a different, it's a different world now, right? Like to me, football was getting out there playing, kicking a ball about, being a goalkeeper. But with your with your online presence, and would the, the YouTube coaching not play more into your hands then, because of your following and yeah, but your background? Potentially, I mean, it, my whole thing, I, I, I built, I got a, got a channel, right? So I don't know the first thing about social media, <laughs> really. I've blagged my way through Instagram and done all right out of that. Uh, TikTok, I mean. Turkish geezer in front of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Help, help me out. Um, so it, it, it kind of always scared me. I, I put one video up and be great. My, my season saves yep. or something, right? I, I managed to get 18,000 followers through um, kind of jobbing through doing work with the sidemen, doing work with hashtag, doing work with uh, Soccer AM, 
So I kind of built up a decent channel. That's like, what I mean. Like 18,000 subs by doing nothing. It was a big joke within the changing room with the boys because I linked 18,000 subs and I didn't even have a video and they put a video up three years ago. And even then I said it'd be my only one. Um, but I just don't, I haven't got the, the nails to do it. Yeah. I couldn't edit. I've needed someone got, else to do all the work. I got a decent camera once and I set it up and I thought, what the fuck are you doing? GX, whatever it is, GX2 or GX4 or something. And I'm like, I tried vlogging. I'm like, no, it's not for me. I'm just, it's it's a young man's game and I'm, it, it's not, it's not going to happen. I wanted to ask you about Soccer AM and like filming with the Sidemen and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Are they just opportunities too good to turn down? And then when you got into, especially Soccer AM. I wish, I wish I knew then, which I know, again, what I know now, right? Um, I done, I done, at that particular time when it was kind of hashtag was really hot, I'd get off on all sorts and I'd go, I'd, I'd go and do them. I'd, Soccer AM was the main one, right? It was the one I wanted to do. It's unbelievable, it the, yeah. It's the, honestly. It's, the it's biggest, the, one of the biggest institutions from our era yes. of football. Yeah. Well, so growing up as a kid, I used to watch it. Um, say kid, kiddish. But like, we used to meet on a Saturday for a game. I wonder if he's getting a coach anywhere. We'd meet up, have breakfast, watch Soccer AM in like the chairman's pub or the chairman's bar or whatever. Watch before we got the rap. Exactly that. And then, um, lo and behold, 20 years later, I got I got the gig on the show. We played against them. Hashtag United played against them uh, in one of our like friendly games that was shown on the channel. Um, I got talked to a few of the guys then. Uh, a good friend of mine's sister-in-law worked on the show. So my first ever show six years ago was Helen Chamberlain's last show. Um, Ray Winston was on there. He was one of my all-time heroes. Big West Ham fan, obviously. So I was, I was in awe of the whole thing. And then that summer... They went to do some pre-season filming down at Southampton, I think was the first one I did. Southampton couldn't get my goalkeeper. So Stuart, who was on the show at the time on the team, called me up. Jack, can you help us out? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, got paid some beer tokens, nothing more than that, really. <laughs> yeah. But went down to Southampton's training ground. Uh, James Ward-Prowse, Shane Long, two others. But um, literally turned up, had a kickabout, had a right laugh. Shane Long nearly broke my fucking nose, um, which was, was driving home from the training ground. I had two bits of tissue up. Oh, no. Nah. was driving up the A3. Is it a point blank one straight at your yeah, nose? He's yeah, done, nice. He's done a step over the left and the toe poke with a right. I'm kneeling down. He's just dummy right in a mush. But he's driving home. Jimmy Bullard's pulled up in his Range Rover alongside me. I've got two bits of tissue stuck up. He's like, crap, to stem the claret coming out of my nose. I'm like, oh. Um, but yeah, it's, and it kind of went from there then. They, they'd invite me to do... You know the drills when yep. we was going to clubs. Um, so I get to, it was, it was the best thing ever. It's class that, I yeah. take I take half day from work, um, work in the morning, get to a training ground, wherever it was, be it Chelsea, which is loads at Chelsea, um, Derby, turn up there, talk to the boys, film film for an hour, meet all the pros, and then it was, it was the best thing ever. It's like, I'm living the dream here. It's an unbelievable they, opportunity. It, it, it yeah. wasn't, wasn't a massive money spinner, but it, they covered me down a little bit more. Um, and then it evolved a little bit into doing the Saturdays. My issue was Lloyd Griffith was at that time the incumbent goalkeeper on the show. Yeah. Um, but I knew he was leaving Lloyd. So I'm thinking, I'm hanging in here, I'm hanging in here, I'm hanging in here. Create a space for yourself. Broke my leg. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'd done that, that year, uh, Fenners wasn't on the show. Lloyd had to cover Fenners for three or four weeks. Um, Lloyd was the main presenter. I went in goal. Saved Jesse Lingard's penalty, as you do. The night after he'd scored at the Emirates. He, nice. he, he didn't score for 14 months after that, did Lingard. 
It's the downfall of him, it was. Yeah, just your same. It's all my fault. Um, so I'm hanging in there thinking, I'm going to get this gig permanently. I'm going to work every Saturday. Soccer AM. I'm going to fuck football off. I'll be done with it. Or do a hashtag on the side. Yeah, be brilliant. Course. Break my leg. Break my leg at a poxy Sunday tournament in Reading. And um, that's, that's when they opened it up, really. And all, all the, the the young Kinos, yeah. Big G, snuck in. John and all that, they all they all snuck in the back door, the swines. Yeah. But no, what? I have a good relationship with them boys as well. Yeah, I bet. We don't often see each other. I bet behind the scenes of filming at Soccer AM is incredible. It's ledge. Yeah, it's ledge. I mean, I, six years I've been doing I've been lucky enough to know, know all the guys socially as well. And um, they've really looked after me. We have we have a good side. They are... I don't. People don't realise what goes into that show. People, A lot of people have um, kind of besmirched it a little bit over the years. Yeah. Um, it's a different world now, right? Romantically, we grew up with it uh, when you could get away with a lot more, yep. do a lot more closer to the bone. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, unfortunately, unfortunately, we look at it with rose-tinted glasses. The, the, the world's changed. The program's had to change. So once they finished, the, da- the dance-off made that program. Yes. And then once that stopped, yes. it just... Well, well obviously, it's the last, show, the it's the last show Saturday. Please tell me they're bringing well, it back. Well, I was hoping. I, I don't know. No one's told me yet. They see you do the Turkish dance. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While pouring cheese all over yeah, a burger exactly, and stuff yeah. down your face. Um, t- Kels, who, who books us in uh, every week he did text me the other day and said bring your dancing shoes I'm thinking oh they're going to do a dance off I've got to do it and then he said no we're going out for a beer afterwards no, I'm fair like, enough. for fuck's sake but no it, it's, an, it's an institution like you say it's a great show uh, I've been very lucky to be a part of it and um, it's been fun like, you rub shoulders with celebs you go and go for 15 minutes 20 minutes tops car park's fucking hard though. I bet it's, no I've not seen oh. I wanted to ask your favourite save in the car park uh, it, it probably Lingard, Lingard's penalty, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it was such a big thing at the time. Uh, what what happened was he it came out in the papers the night before he played at the Emirates. He scored. He'd done the moon the moonwalk, yeah. I think, and it was a big. He'd done that Michael Jackson time, yeah, I remember, yeah, 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 yeah. He'd done the yee hee, and then <laughs> I saved the pen. We went in the car park afterwards, and he gave the lads the money. He gave them like five or six hundred things. Wimbledon fans, yeah. it was it was everywhere. It went viral yeah. everywhere. So the save got a load of traction. Um, again, wasted on me. I'm getting all this traction. Yeah, and, I know. That uh, could have been hits on you. But that's it. It's pointless because I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like I really could have capitalised on it more. Um, but no, that, that that would be my my shining memory. But it's um, it, all the people that come in there are great. The crew are great. Loads goes into it. And it's still, it, to me, it'll always be a, a proper football institution. Yeah, fair enough. Sure, yeah. But have you got any highlights of your, go- your goalkeeping career? Like what? What's been that moment that you've went like pinch me? Is this real? I mean, Wembley, yeah, the Wembley thing. Um, you played with Dwight, played in there twice. It's yeah, just... I made a save from Steve Gerrard. And, I've um, seen the free kick save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you get up yeah, and act yeah, like it's yeah, so notch. I've been asking, waiting for you know, to bring this up. By the do way, you know what? Because <laughs> I, I didn't play first half. We done forty five each. Me and the other lad, and Andy, Andy, good goalkeeper, Andy Jeff Watts, Cade Watts, and um, I'd. My nerves had died down because I'd been able to sit there for 45 and kind of digest the whole stadium and what was going on and the fact it was at Wembley in front of 35,000. Yeah. My nerves had calmed right down. If I'd have played first half, I think I'd have shit myself. Yeah, shaky leg syndrome yeah. and that. And because I got to play second half, I'd done a little 10-minute warm-up, which I, I prefer. I yeah. don't like doing a long warm-up before the game. I never have done. I'm, I'm able to go out there, do a little bit of feet, a little bit of hands, play the game. So I'd done a little, little half-time bit, sucked it all in. And you just want that first, whatever it is, right? Every goalkeeper. You first want back pass, first, back first, pass, save, first catch, yeah, any, anything, everything. just to feel the ball. You don't want anything to go tits up before that because 
it'll play on you and it's just downhill. Um, and that was literally one of the first things I think that happened to me in the game. I might have had a couple of little pass backs or something. But, and I kind of stood up and I wasn't sure if everyone knew that I touched it first off because it was one of them. It was right down at the foot of the post. So everyone just think it's gone wide. And then when I realised he'd given a goal kick, I'm thinking, fucking hell, that's my moment. Yeah. I've, no matter what happens for me now, yeah. I've had my moment. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, because it was, it was still, you still wanted to win, but it was kind of a, a, a friendly, yeah, there's nothing riding on it. Still nice to make that save. I'd though. have my clip. Yeah, I, have, yeah. I had my clip for the rest of my life. They could, they could stick a mini screen on my tombstone with that just playing on loop for the There's rest of my life and I'll, I'll be happy that's it done right. finally before we finish Jacko right? uh, what does a goalkeeper's union mean to you um, deep question to finish camaraderie yeah. really within reason I do have I do have people it's a competitive I, little group yeah but I have people that don't think things they do um don't want to knock any goalkeepers or name any goalkeepers. But I, as I said earlier, with Neville Southall, like, just be a goalkeeper. Don't be anything else. Don't be anything outside the box. Because I feel like, not demeaning the position, but you're trying to make it something it's not, right? I really like Nick Pope. I've got a big thing about Nick Pope at the moment because he just, just gets his head his down a bit. He's a goalkeeper, right? And he's reaping the rewards. Um, great move going there. I think you can over-egg it, right? Be a goalkeeper. Don't, Pirouette when you have to make a save. Make a save. Don't celebrate a save. <laughs> Penalties. You know, someone told me years ago, right, as a goalkeeper, don't listen to what other people say. You know when you've had a good game, you know when you've had a bad game. You are your biggest critic, yeah. right? Even when people tell you you've been brilliant, you think, fuck me, no, I weren't. I, I could have, would have, should have, right? Don't don't make it into something it doesn't need to be. Don't put a target on your back either. Because I just, I just feel like... I am part of the goalkeepers union, but like the goalkeepers union, not not the not the not the celebrity pomp goalkeepers union where no. you want to be centre of attention. Yeah, that, that that to me is not being a goalkeeper. No, but I'm a dinosaur, right? What do I know? I, That's I, why I can't. I'm coach. on the same level as you, mate. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what a guest you've been, Jacko. Really, My pleasure. Thank you for coming on, mate. Thank I can't wait me. to get out to this TST tournament. Have a beer with you as well. Have a beer in Carolina. Like, yeah, nice. Sounds good. That right. Uh, Jacko, thanks a lot, mate. My pleasure. Cheers, buddy. Uh, this has been the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. Make sure you head over to YouTube, uh, subscribe to our channel, make sure you're following across all your podcast platforms. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. What a save from Mark Howard. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.